Welcome to episode 15 of Horror Dads. You are joined Welcome. today by your host, John, Jamie, and your new host, Chris. Hello. <laughs> All right, so we're we're doing this a little different today. Uh, Chris Garofalo from uh, Quilt Face Studios. He's a wonderful graphic designer, graphic artist. He is uh, joining us at the onset. Typically, we do our intro and we kind of guide things into the conversation. But no, he's here with us on the onset. Welcome, What's up, Chris? Chris? What's up, guys? Great to be Happy here. Happy to have Thanks you. Having me. I'm definitely psyched on this and uh, been looking forward to it since we uh, decided to set it up. We're all drinking some good beers, right? Yeah. That is true. So the the inception, typically when we uh, sync up with people we interview, we always have like a pre, pre-call, and we talked about this on the last episode, which we actually just recorded like two days ago. Um and on the pre-call, we discussed, uh, yeah, we kind of synced up with Chris and thought we were going to talk for half an hour like we normally do. And then three and a half hours later, we were <laughs> drinking we were beer. And drunk and we, if, if there was a virtual function to put your arm around someone through Zoom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we would have we done it. It, yeah. was, it was too much fun. It, it was one of those things that got out of control for all the right reasons. It was perfect. For yeah. sure. It was excellent. Yeah, if we were all together, we would have been sloppily eating pizza and just talking <laughs> yeah. about horror movies. Been... Yeah. Yeah. So we covered a lot of great stuff there, and we're going to do it again tonight. But tonight we are going to cover VHS horror covers because chris is an incredibly talented graphic designer he's done a lot of work in the industry and we're going to touch on some of the stuff he's done but he is uh he's given us three of the most memorable vhs covers from his childhood so we're going to get deep into those three films at some point but first we're going to do a quick uh interview with chris and also do our general kind of housekeeping stuff that we bullshit yeah our bullshit. <laughs> all right thanks jamie yeah. bullshit <laughs> So, what's our first order of business with bullshit, Jamie? Uh, family antic, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what do you got going? You want me to start? We did this. We did this literally. Like all my, we have already discussed this. Let's do it again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we... <laughs> so you're gonna go first today. I went first the other day. I need time to think. All right. Cool. So I I do have a funny story. So on Sunday we recorded our our most recent episode. Today's Tuesday. This will release next week. Um. We've had some family stuff going on, so they kind of got coupled a little closer than we meant to. But uh, on our last discussion, we kind of talked about how we went to Spirit Halloween uh, and got a bunch of Halloween decorations. I spent $114 with my right. family. Yeah. So today, this morning, in fact, I was working down here and... Snuck off to Spirit again? <laughs> Just by, your, by <laughs> yourself? <laughs> I climbed out of the You went, the you went solo. Well. You said you were going out... To uh, get coffee, and you were four hours later, and you had uh... comes back wearing a scream mask and like a Freddy glove. It's like what? No, this is how I left the house. You didn't see like the gate. They gave me three real bodies to put in the trunk. As I, as I spent, spent three hundred dollars to get three real bodies. But uh, not bad, not bad. So the kids like don't really observe the concept that I'm kind of working down here, which is fine. And they they come down, and and my oldest is like totally revved up she said dad i decorated for halloween you got to come check this out so i'm gonna play a little clip here and that's gonna be my my little antic uh but this was me entering the room my five-year-old my two-year-old totally totally tweaked up uh about uh how they decorated their room you're just, just you, boy. 
just my witch. That's your witch? Yep. What do we have over here? No, uh, no, uh, one, one I have over here. Yeah, is that a pumpkin? Well, that. Is this a pumpkin? Well. Right here. Is that a happy Halloween block? Yeah. You put on your Halloween costume. It says, oh, Halloween decoration. Halloween decoration. Well, thank you guys. I love this room. You love this room? Love it. You love it? For a year, it's going to be like this. For a year? Yeah, I wish it would be like this all year long. All right. Wasn't that cute? Come on. All right. So that's my antique. James, what you got, buddy? Okay, okay, so at Spirit, I bought a Scream mask, um, which I mentioned on the last episode, but the little one has been... at your house, (laughs) wearing that thing, by the way. Yeah, so I made, I had my little one put it on, he's running around the yard, two and a half years old, wearing this Scream mask. It's, like, cute and fucking terrifying all at the same time. It's because of the proportion, like, an adult mask. it looks so weird. It looks so so weird. weird, man. And that's what makes it so cool and so, like, terrifying. Oh, uh, Horror Stevie? (laughs) Like if if you if you follow him on Instagram, Horror Stevie, uh, that oh, kid yeah. he he always has like adult masks on, and it, the proportion is it's, exactly it. Yeah, it's the greatest proportion sells it for me for both scary and hilarious. At the for same sure. Time. Uh, but also, I was watching. I was doing a little last minute research for our episode today. Um, I, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but I was watching Street Trash, and I oh, my kids spoiling. were with my dad, or with their grandpa, <laughs> so. I'm like upstairs. They're still gone. I'm upstairs watching Street Trash, which is just like there's not a moment that a kid no, should be watching this. Not at all. <laughs> no. I didn't know my kids came home and my six year old comes upstairs and he's like talking to me. Like he walks in and just starts talking to me and I'm like, oh my god, wait, holy fuck, wait a second. Like the first thing I need to do is shut this the fuck off. Yeah. Like it was it was not a good moment. Not that there is a good moment, but this was like a pretty like, heinous. There was some rape yeah. or something going on. Oh no, yeah. Okay, it was like I think you're, just... talk, you're talking about the scene I have written right here, so let's uh, uh, right. let's wait on that one. Yeah, sorry, sorry to dive in. It's from it's my family antic, John. I know the scene you're talking about without even asking. Yeah, <laughs> I know the one you mean. So we we put Chris on the spot and just told him about ten minutes ago that we we're going to have him involved in our introduction, which is not typical of our interview sessions. But uh, Chris. Um, you got anything like funny horror related antic? Um, we know you're super involved in the convention scene and and other things, but any, anything funny like horror related antic wise that you might want to share? Oh, there's so many. Like, I mean, one that really stands out, and it's it's a, it's a past event, but um, we uh, do a convention in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, called Monster Mania Convention, and um, we got a crew of people we hang out with notoriously there just after the, the, you know, the, the bending floor closes and you go and you grab dinner and then you crew up and um, everyone starts drinking. Or if you're me, you continue because you've been doing it at the table all day with your friends, having a great time. And then, uh, then you start to ride the elevator a lot. You just go, you just jump on the elevator and see where it takes you and who gets in and who gets <laughs> out. And um, there's, and sometimes, I mean, you got a friend that comes down from Royersford, Pennsylvania, and he brings whiskey and luchador masks. Sometimes you got that friend that shows up. Oh, yeah. Sounds um, like a good friend. Yeah. On occasion, I've that. got that friend to show up more than once. And uh, we put masks on one time, and we all jumped in the elevator. And uh, I remember it running down to the third floor and going up to the eighth. And when it stopped, this group of people looked in and saw us, and the guy was like, nope. 
and he just <laughs> stepped back. And we and when, when the door opened, we all reached our hands out like an embrace, like we all were going to hug him. And yeah, just, just whoever whoever was there, um, they were gonna, couple, they were going to receive. Like, yeah, and they just weren't into it. I mean, a couple of times though, elevator rides like that are the best because it's all chance. You never know who you're going to get. Um, it's all wholesome fun. You know, nobody's disrespectful. We're just trying to see who we can, it's like a chance meetup kind of thing. Yeah. Um, a couple of times you run into celebrities in the elevator, which is a lot of fun. Um, my elevator rides have included, um, Robert England, Doug Bradley, uh, Anthony Michael Hall was a lot of fun in the elevator oh, and, uh, Jake and Jake Busey, who just looked really intense smiling the entire time. He was a great guy. <laughs> he just stared and smiled the entire time. It was really cool. But, um, Cool. But the elevator rides for me are fun because it's something we can all participate in and it's completely random. You never know what you're going to get. It's a, it's just good, wholesome fun. You know, there's people that go around and do the whole like, you know, terrorize the property and like they got to get into hijinks and we just don't do that. We, we're not those people, but we wanted to just see who yeah. we're going to see. So from a, uh, we always cover sort of what we've been watching recently. So Jamie, anything specific uh, that you've had on as of late? Uh... Again, we just did this, so like, I just discussed what uh, I watched. Can't even make something up. I could, but you know me, I'm honest, Abe. I, I honestly will be like, Jamie, did you brush your teeth this morning? He's like, I forgot. Like he, he'll tell the most embarrassing truth. <laughs> yeah, that is a bad example. But Jamie, have you showered this past week? No, I forgot. No, I forgot. Um, well, I've been watching some stuff. I, I've had a couple things on in uh, in the background, so. I know yesterday I talked, or Sunday I talked about how I finally got my hand on the uh, recent copies of Scream Blu-ray, which have been hard to find. Uh, given, Very nice. Yeah, Very the production nice. shortage, and that's one of my favorite franchises. I've I've had had them on uh, DVD forever, but finally got them on Blu-ray. So I watched uh, two and three. So uh, hitting through that again, and um, I threw the Beach House again on today while I was working. Uh, which is, I, I I don't know if uh, Chris, if you've had a chance. Yeah, to have you check watched Beach out. House yet, Chris? Oh Chris yeah, Chris? we actually just just recently watched that. Um, I really kind of dug the fact that it was. Um, I just loved the build up to it. Like, I mean, I'm a big fan of like the, uh, you know, the body horror and the and and the development of something environmentally, and yeah. it's just like, wow, that's that's crazy. Like, um, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. And there's just like this feeling of tension throughout the whole thing. Where oh, it's yeah. Like, it's real tense. Oh, you don't God. Really know I know what... something. Yeah. Yep. Because that guy, the guy, you know how there's like the woman and the guy already at the house? Yeah. The guy is from something, and I can't remember what. I can't place him either. He's like but he a bad familiar. dude in something. And uh, so oh, the whole the, time I was like, he's. You're gonna... talking about the like the parents' friends yes. characters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the that, guy, that woman, he... when he comes downstairs and the woman's sitting at the oh table. Oh my god. Tell dude. me your butthole <laughs> was not Yeah. I, yeah, I, I was could like... pick up a pencil with my butt cheeks <laughs> during that moment. Honest <laughs> to God. Yeah. You know when somebody's just sitting not right and you're like, nope. Like as soon as nope. he came down, so I was like, nope. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I could already say I'm not gonna walk over there. <laughs> nope. I was like, nope. 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 <laughs> and um I, we've seen enough of these movies to know when somebody's sitting in a way that they're not supposed to be as, as simple as it is i mean if you really want a good instance of that check out the visit um and then Dude, m night yeah. i am not i am not fucking joking chris i'm terrified i will hug you i was i was <laughs> sitting here terrifying. going 
I was sitting here going, okay, when he's done with his little thing, I'm going to talk about the visit because she reminds me of the fucking grandma. And then you say yeah. the visit. It's a yeah. visit. Yep. And that's what made me I'm like, she's not sitting right. And uh, <sighs> something's definitely wrong here. And also, you know that, that movie is that. great. The visit. I loved it. I loved it. It was so it's, like. It has like that funny like hook of. It that was that night at his best. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Coming really back. Really at his. That yeah, was, was him like, coming at, back. Like, I was like, look at that spin, and he um he films local to me. Uh, a lot of his his, his uh, settings I've been to. I, I know, like, huh. I mean, he he films very locally. So uh, the bridge when they were driving over the bridge uh, to go, you know, to where the barn was with the lights that are flashing down. That's in uh, that's Royersford, Pennsylvania. That's uh, I've driven over that bridge so many times. I know oh, exactly where it is. is Signs from? Is probably in your backyard too. Oh yeah, that was in my backyard, and um, the opening scene to Split, where the um where they're in the mall parking lot is King of Prussia mall. I've oh, walked, there you go. I've walked that angle to legal seafood. I know exactly what that angle was. Cause I'm like, he's coming from this angle in the street. I know where he's coming from. Like I've, I've walked from a parked car over there directly. I know exactly this angle. It was, it was so cool to see that. Yeah. That's awesome. When you see stuff like that. Also that scene in split, that moment in the park, that is any, oh, any father's worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. Yep. I'm but like, wow, that got that got real in a hurry. For any creeps I mean, out there, you're not gonna have to deal with a tough <laughs> a tough kid that's gonna try and get away. You're gonna have to fucking deal with me, and I will turn into any like any worst nightmare that a creep has will be yeah. me, and I will. Yeah, exactly. You will you will assume your original form, whatever 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 it is for him to to not be. Uh... It's like, what are you afraid of most? And that's what I'm going to turn into. <laughs> I am I am Pennywise, and I will I will exactly. come for you. So just don't even think about it. Don't even try it. Exactly. So, Chris, what have you been watching, man? Anything uh, as of late? Um, I watched, of course, The Beach House and um, The Rental. The Rental was very good. I'm a big pro- – uh, I love the the home invasion or the uh, stalk kind of uh, house and helpless yeah. kind of movies because that could really happen. Those are terrifying to me, the fact that um, that they can really happen so easily. And, uh, the Strangers. And this and, one, yeah. no, The Strangers was just the funny games. Uh, funny it's games, just, yeah, for sure. And uh, they're just so possible. And I think that's what's uh, really scary about them because it's not some monster or a slasher or character. I'm like, this could be anybody, I mean, doing this. And uh, yeah, the rental was very unsettling and unnerving because when you think you had it figured out, you kind of did, but you kind of didn't. And then it just, it just is relentless at that point. And, um, you know, once you figure out what's going on, you're like, anybody with a little bit of brains and a little bit of, you know, know how and a yeah. whole lot of bad road about them could do this to somebody really easily. And I was like, oh man, that's bad. Like the collector was real good. Like, I mean, that, I mean, is those that what were just she like, says in, um, in the strangers, he said like, why are you doing this? And she said, just because, because, you because you were home. Yeah. That was the motive. I remember just, that's the it, scariest I was, part. Oh, God. Yeah. I was oh, just like, I like a, a chill that. just went up my spine on that because I'm just like, that's the reason that's why they did it. I mean, just cause you were here. I mean, there's that's the worst motive to be horrible just because you were there, Oof. and um, yeah, it's very that's effective. Chilling. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, those those are just completely wild, and um, that was not the scariest too, one to me because yeah, of... not too totally recent, but I mean, finished up Ozark finally, and that was something else as far as TV shows go, and that was uh, I got real into that real quick. I mean, it was 
the character development was fantastic. And at first I'm like watching this and I'm like, oh, this guy's a doofus. I could launder money. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> and um, I was like, man, he just, I was like, all he's done is just make decisions. He's, I was like, he's still alive. I mean, he's making mistakes, but he hasn't been killed yet. Like, you just got to figure out a way to, and, and every time I'm watching, I'm like, this guy's putting out a fire with another fire. Like, he should have been not, killed so many times. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, like, I could totally launder money. This is going to be the easiest thing I've ever done. And then once I saw it develop, I'm like, I don't want to launder money. Like, the cartel's angry, and then there's territory problems, and then you got to move, you got to relocate, and then you got family problems. And I was like, I don't want to. I think I'll stick to art. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip the laundering. Well, that's I mean, first... stressful. Yeah, it was stressful. Like, the two episodes, like, I saw it, it looked really glamorous and easy, and then the rest of it, I'm like, never mind. This was a terrible idea. But thirdly, I've been really enjoying Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Uh, really enjoying it. Um, oh, I think isn't uh, Camille, season two? Camille yeah, Nanjiani. On I that. haven't watched even one. I, I have terrible, but uh, I love CBS the Twilight All Zone. Access. I, just, like, I, I feel like I, a piece of shit saying this, but no, it's it's I feel so like good. I pay a hundred dollars a month in streaming services, and now I'm to the point where like I I will not have another. What's a hundred and nine, Jamie? Yeah, no, that's Get the what Twilight you Zone say. in your life. This is what John always does <laughs> to me. Is like, dude, it's like the price of a beer. I'm like, yeah, you're right, but goddamn. Do you know how many beers <laughs> worth many of streaming yeah. services I have? <laughs> and how many beers I actually do drink that I have to pay for? Yeah. <laughs> well. All right. But it's really it's good, good, really good stuff. He's got a, a real eye for it as far as uh, paying tribute to the early the episodes oh, without being a total rip. Um, he also doesn't do so much of his own thing where it doesn't feel like it's not the Twilight Zone. So he he treads the line perfectly. And um, he gets to vibrate. They feel like Twilight Zone episodes, and that's probably the hardest thing to achieve. Like, you know, you can shoot something that looks like a Twilight Zone episode, but you got to get to vibrate. And um, so far, every one of them has been very strong. There's a lot of little uh, Easter eggs he puts in, little nods and tips of the cap to the early stuff. Huh. And um, I've just been plain enjoying it. I mean, it's just really well done. He can do just no wrong. It seems no. He's yeah, and he's, he's, he's he's honest about it. The honesty is what's great. He's not trying to get one over on anybody. He's just genuinely a fan and knows what he wants to see and do, and he sure. just delivers it. Jamie, you been buying anything, man? I've been buying some stuff since we talked Sunday. But what have you been buying? I uh, I got you another birthday present. So I okay. guess I can't talk about what that is yet. Yep. But uh, you're gonna enjoy that, and. Uh, Yesterday, I got in the mail my package uh, that I had mentioned uh, Sunday when we spoke. I said, I think my, my poster is going to come from Chris on Monday, and I got that yesterday. Prowler, and he threw two extra prints in, uh, the Tiger King one, as well as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Tiger 2. Tiger King and the Texas oh, Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, thank you, man. That's, That's amazing. Of course, of yeah. course. And like I like to do that, especially when we're connecting. Um, it's, it's important to me for, for you guys to know that you know, I appreciate the support beyond belief and um, and also that it's something that I just want to do as a sign of good faith to be involved in what you're doing. And it's just it's something that I, I take very seriously as far as um, being inclusive and making sure that, that you know, you guys understand that it, it's, it's super cool what you're doing. Oh, and well, honestly, just so you know, uh, John and I, it's like it's funny because. People have like athletes and sports stars that they look up to and yeah. like, like John and I are like, oh my god, this artist is like so good. Like, we get to like chat with you and chat with uh, guys like Matt Pepler and Matt Tobin, and we're just like, we're like uh, Ron Swanson in Parks and Recreation when he goes to that like woodworking convention. He's like, oh, oh there's <laughs> Geraldine Becker. He makes <laughs> that's, that's us that's with our Jamie, wives. Yeah. And our wives were like, who the fuck cares? 
Just like everybody like, we fucking care. cares. We um, care. Yeah, yeah, we care. But it honestly, it's uh, it's our honor and our privilege to be able to chat with you and um, you know other artists that deserve the recognition, the attention, and even if we get one person to you know go to your store and buy a print, like we did our job. You know, a lot of us are like, oh, we're just regular, we're just regular people. You know, we're not really any, anything that's a you know, big deal. But you know, to hear you guys say that, it means a lot to us to to hear that. You know you support us in that kind of way and, and, and hold us in that regard. So, and for me, it's like, why, why wouldn't you be totally cool to people who see you that way? For sure. Why wouldn't you go, why wouldn't yeah. you go above and beyond to make sure those people feel like everything they do matters for being invested in what you do? Uh, Chris, you've been buying anything as of late, uh, horror related, like Blu-rays or, or merch. Or... Yeah. Do you get into the merch, Chris? Like, uh, vinyls I, and... I, I do. Um, I, I'm in the process of kind of, uh, not trying to buy everything down the pipeline, but it's hard. I mean, some things are absolutely must-haves. Yeah. Um, my friend Matt Blasey, uh, just, uh, he wrote a book uh, about the Blair Witch Project called Eight Days in the Woods. And uh, I wanted to buy that, but he ended up doing this, uh, like a combo deal with it where you get a you get that and you get a Burkittsville, Maryland shirt to kind of go to help preserve one of the statues on the property. And I'm like, this is the perfect time for me to do this. And uh it's great. Like the, the book's fantastic. And uh, Matt's a friend of mine and I, I always want to support what he's doing and he's wonderful. There's, there's, there's no bigger Blair Witch expert than him in my book. And, um, and the shirt came and it was, I was just so psyched on it that I was able to support him and get such cool stuff and kind of do both, which I kind of felt the same way. Like probably you guys felt getting the tube of prints. I felt the same way when he sent me that, which is a really cool feeling. Um, mostly what I've been buying is I've been trying to feed the, the, uh, the, the skateboard, uh, wall art, which has been, uh, that's what I've been trying to track down, you know, pretty, uh, pretty heavily lately. And, uh, there's been some movies though, that I just can't pass on. Like a few, a few of the, um, you know, when they, when they release a steel book, that looks so good. I'm just like, ah, oh, I've got six of those movies, yeah, but I, I gotta get not? that. How can I not? Cause it's the art thing. And it's just my, it's totally my thing. So if, if, if something has great packaging and like a, a steel book or a slip cover that looks so good, you know, I'm just like, ah, oh, that's so good. I gotta get it. Like, even though I've got four or something, I don't care. I guess the last piece we want to hit before we jump into our interview uh, where we start fielding or uh, throwing questions for you to field, I suppose, is uh, what we're wearing. So, Jamie, what are you wearing, man? Oh, so I have the I've discussed this before. Um, We've done so many shows. I'm running out of fresh garb, but I'm wearing the uh, it's from an artist collective website. I can't remember the name of the site now. Oh, you didn't remember uh, it last time either. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, it's a tank top with a skeleton guy. So he, all right, let me actually describe this a little bit because I'm looking at it. This is you did this last time too. (laughs) It is a pumpkin that whose whose like mouth portion is it's just daggers. It's it's almost like a headless horseman type dude. Yeah, but it looks like he crawled out of Artist by Humans is the name of the website. Artist by Humans. Art by Humans. Art by Humans. That's a cool, pretty cool name. And it's like (laughs) an artist collective website. You know what I mean? So like, everyone can kind of jump in and do the things. Arms and the hands and the like. It looks like this thing crawled out of an infection. (laughs) Like it's pretty, and he's in front of a the deadlights basically from oh man from it. So. And there's I mean, something signed at the awesome. bottom. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. The thing I don't know is the artist, the name of the artist. Yeah. We can <laughs> He has a signature. I'll never be able to read that. I think it says Savage 17, actually. Okay. Is I think what it says, so. What? You can read yeah. that from there. 
Got my glasses on, man. I didn't. God damn! I think that does say I Savage think it says Seventeen. Savage 17. <laughs> okay. All right. So I uh, I've got a London eighteen eighty eight uh, T on eight bit Jason. You do? Let's see. Yep. The old London zip. <laughs> the old zip. London eighteen eighty eight. Got my London eighteen eighty eight boxers on. Uh, <laughs> I also have a, a mask uh, I bought from them oh, yeah. that I wear. That, Which one do you have? The Twin Peaks one, the uh, red one. He has like he is fucking pumping out the mask. And honestly, when I put that mask it's like on, I feel pages like of masks. Spider Man. I feel great. Like yeah. it's great material, and it's great. Uh, Dude, the material. Yeah. It's like he went to Victoria's Secrets. Oh. <laughs> Took yeah, the underwear. Yes. Not to be too like foul about it. But... And I mean this in the best way. I'm... Love, love him. Got the uh, eight bit Jason on, but I also have a, a hoodie on, a cavity, cavity colors. Every day's Halloween hoodie. It's we can't go one old. episode without talking about Ride Fest. Um, and London eighteen eighty eight has a, he has like a not a booth, but like a yeah, fucking, he's got like a booth. I guess yeah. a booth. Yeah, at uh, Ride Fest every year we go, so we always yep. have to like pop in there and get something. Uh, we also can't go one episode without talking about Harry Potter, and I have a hilarious <laughs> connection to Harry Potter in about 40 minutes. We're going to hit that, so. Dude, I know exactly, because yeah. it's Harry Potter. It's yeah, Harry no, Potter. I just, Potter. We, we can't, we can't, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> you got to uh, have that parallel at some point. It's, it's him, dude. It is him. You got to do it. All right, Chris. We didn't prepare you for this, and the answer okay. could be nothing. But what what are you wearing right now? I can assure you that I. That I it's hope not it's that, nothing. No, it, it. I know you do, but it's. I hate to disappoint, but or or or, or reassure, depending on who's listening. Um, so I've got a um, a modified T-shirt. I cut the sleeves off it because it's like, why wouldn't I? And um, it's a uh, shirt by my friends Paul Bearer Press, and uh, it's a Coffin Joe shirt that Ghoulish Gary Poland designed uh, for Paul Bearer Press, and uh, I just love the art on it and the design. And Gary and Craig are friends of mine and great dudes, and I wanted this shirt really bad, so it's kind of one of my go-to like leisure shirts. Like just, it's just comfortable, it's soft, it's it's got great art on it, and uh, when I'm winding down at night, I, I pop it on. It's just it's just great. And um, love got a, uh, got both Paul Bear Press and Ghoulish Gary. That's oh, great, yeah. man. Yeah, I've hung out with Craig from Paul Bear Press. We've had many a night when we get into it. Um, there's some good stories with him. He goes back. Gary has always been beyond cool to me, like above and beyond cool to me to go out of his way to have conversations and give insight and just be a friend and um, somebody who I really admire. But but he's just goes out of his way to be super cool and. Even early on when I was starting, he did that. I ne- I'll never forget that. How how like, you know, inviting he was about it. He was never he was never the cool kid that was like, oh, who's this new guy? He was always uh, more than happy to to give help and insight and just be a friend. And and I never forgot that. Now now it's kind of cool. We see each other at shows and we're we're pals. It's wonderful. But um, I got a he is truck. just the cool guy. I feel like he's just yeah. the cool guy. Super and, cool guy. Yeah. Really and cool guy. Absolutely. Definitely. All right, well, let's uh let's get into it. We're going to jump into our episode now. What is there something specific that got you into horror? Did you have a gateway that that was like the one thing that you reflect on you're like, "Oh, that was it." Yeah, I saw the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre way too young. Um, 
I remember seeing that one of my parents' friends was uh, babysitting me. I was, oh, I don't even know. I was definitely in single digits. Um, oh. <laughs> and, under uh, 10? Oh, yeah, I was under, I was under 10. I, that, I'm terrible with ages, but I, I know I was very young. Is that your and favorite re- horror film, though? Because Yeah, it's definitely my favorite horror film. Your, your namesake time. is, you know, Quilt Face Studios, so that's a, yep. a Texas that's Chainsaw. That's a reference to that, yeah? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it is and it isn't, but uh, yeah, we can get into that too. But I remember like sneaking downstairs and seeing this movie and just being like, like I just I was completely absorbed in it. I'm like, what? What am I watching? I couldn't even comprehend it because you know your your brain at that age can't even handle what's what you're seeing. I just knew that I was like, oh my god, like what is this? What this is terrifying. And it messed me up pretty good. Like I was scared out of my mind out of it, but I was also really interested in it where I was like, wow, that's kind of a cool feeling too. So once I got a little older, we started to, you know, flip channels when I couldn't go skateboarding because it was uh, raining out. So you flip channels and uh, channel 48, channel 57, they got a monster flick on or a, you know, slasher. So I started getting into those and I was like, oh, these are pretty cool. And then just kind of the video store craze hit and uh, it just the floodgates just opened at that point. You know, was, you go down to bookstores and they had Fangoria and Gorazone on the shelf. You could, you could page through magazines. I miss magazines so bad. Uh, magazines are, 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 they're hard to come by now. We just, yeah. I used to just page through magazine after magazine. I remember, you know, my parents could leave me in a bookstore for four hours if they needed to. And I just paged through all the magazines and they knew I wasn't going anywhere. And, um, the same thing with video stores. Like that was, the same thing i just was i mean just looking at it's, the it's like someone, oh, yeah, we're gonna exactly. hit on someone, that but like it, it I, I just someone just opened an entire gate uh just it was like they opened the front gate to a whole universe and said come on in and see what you like and and i wanted all of it i mean it was very once i had that little taste of it i wanted all of it and uh yeah, sure. luckily luckily for me they had all of it they had so much well, yeah we we're, were fortunate to have um not Hollywood video. What was the video store that we had that like literally Eagle. family video? Oh, family. Nice. Yeah, they just, so they family just video, like our in, last yeah. one in the area just closed like two months ago. Oh, uh, a dollar general or some shit popped in there. But and isn't it crazy it how was... like ingenuity spawns from desperation? Cause they, that was when they were like, all right, we're going to merge with a pizza place. We're going to have a window. Yeah. They have like the little window. Could you, you imagine being a kid and having that? Dude, that would have been amazing. Yeah. yeah that would have been out of control. Well, so no way you'd be able to do that. It's so cool. Yeah. So I was able to take my six year old to the past couple years, at least to the family video. And the first time I took him, he was like, what is this place? Cause he's used to Netflix and shit, you know what I mean? So I take him there, and then he was like, "Okay." And then every like week would ask to go back, and I was like, "Ah, oh, this sucks." Cause like this is gonna disappear, and you're not gonna have this. Yeah, like, you're almost, you're almost heartbroken because you're like, "Damn it!" It's gonna at be least he'll have that memory of like, you know, we have the memory of the video store. Um, he'll at least have a little bit of a memory. Oh, dude, of... Do you remember movies to go like with the number two movies? Oh yeah. To go. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I, I'll be honest. I do not. Yeah. Dude, we have one right here in the center of Canfield. Yeah. I didn't grow up in Canfield. Remember? Did you go to hell? Because I'm mad at you for not. <sighs> I live in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love my kids and I love my wife. I do not live in hell. <laughs> she listens. I got to be careful. All right, so let's let's talk convention life for a minute. So we we've mentioned in conversation with you, <laughs> Jamie and I have not been convention goers. Uh, no, we never have. It's one of those things we've always wanted to do. And yeah, probably scared that our wives would call us nerds. Yeah, 
They're going. Oh, well, they no, would, that's... and they will, and they do. They're going to, and we are going. <laughs> I mean, we have a horror <laughs> podcast. Like our wives yeah. already call us fucking. Yeah. Nerds. So here's the thing: you're just gonna let them do that and just go to the show and enjoy it. That's oh no, all. we are. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. are way it's past going to ride fast. It's like going to <laughs> Dark Lord Day. You go. Yeah. You go right ahead and just and just wear that. Got my camel back so that I can stay hydrated. <laughs> That's and right. also I can keep all my purchased goods. <laughs> exactly. You've got everything set. So you're already ready to go. That's already my fanny pack. My fanny pack yeah. with Halloween fanny trading packs. cards. Fanny packs. I've seen so many great fanny packs at conventions uh, that to the point of I just stopped being excited about them and just went to plain impressed at how good looking the uh, fanny pack. Was. Don't get me started. I'll end up with like some a, of these people. Fucking yeah. yeah, collection. So if got my Freddy face fanny pack for the, <laughs> for the first time convention goer. All right. So yep. let's say you're a 33 year old man with two kids or a 38 year old man with two kids. <laughs> what should I pack? Should I pack a from sweat Northeast band? Ohio? <laughs> all right. Well, what you want to what Crocs. you want to pack? First of all, you want to you want to pack something uh, very specifically to what you're doing. So for me. It's essential to make sure that you've got things that when the convention wraps up for the day that you are able to be immediately comfortable in your hotel room or wherever you're going to go for dinner or get a meal or, or anything. So you want to you want to pretend that you're actually packing for a vacation that you're going to be very leisurely at um, as far as the floor goes. And this is a major thing. Make sure, always make sure this sounds like it shouldn't even be something we bring up, but this is the constant. Everyone's going to agree with me. Make sure that you've done something with personal hygiene. Take a shower. Try to clean up. Do something because that is a that is essential. Um, there is. Um, I remember doing a show called Bizarre AC way back, and um, we got down to the floor in Atlantic City. We were there, and uh, they had a clerks reunion, and Brian O'Halloran was down there, and they were talking about how cold it was in the convention hall. And one of the guys said, why is it so cold in here? And Brian O'Halloran said something that I remember being, I just laughed so hard. I think for like hours I laughed. He goes, trust me, you're going to want these people to be cold and not hot. You don't want this to be hot in here. <laughs> and I, and for some reason it I knew. It will become I knew, a locker room quicker than you exact, realize. I knew exactly what he meant. And I'm like, he's right. You know, this is correct. Plus, you know, it, it was a, it's June, so it's warm out anyway. But I mean, you just want to make sure that you're being, you know, comfortable and respectful of your surroundings. Um, personal personal space and respect is major, even before the uh, the whole COVID thing. Yeah. It's just a good thing to to make sure that you're you know taking personal hygiene and and space and 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 courteous and politeness into effect. Uh, it's going to go a long way for your convention. And if you're rude and pushy and you take up a lot of space, you know you're in everybody's way and you're just kind of being obnoxious. It gets old really quick for people. And uh, I'm lucky to be behind the table for most of it, but uh, I've seen it on the floor and it's like, ah, just be cool. You know, just, just, you'll get your moment. It's going to be, we're here for everybody. You, you'll get your time. But um, what, so I would say the what, best thing to do is to pack, you know, pack like you would be going on a vacation, you know, a leisurely vacation. If you had to pick one show that was, if you could say to someone who was 18 years old and said, all right. You love horror. This is going to be your first show. This is the one that you go to. So that's my first question. And the second is... Um, if you're 38 and it's your first if, show, where do you go? <laughs> oh, man. See, this is tricky for me because um, I I don't really have a favorite show. The shows that I do, I, I, I make sure that I, I love all of them. 
So I can't. I We're can't gonna have pick all a the favorite. show organizers on here. So don't piss anybody off, yeah. here, Chris. Well, I, I wouldn't do that anyway because I can honestly <laughs> say that the, the shows I do with all these promoters and organizers, I'm, I'm here to basically say that every one of those shows I love doing. They treat. Yeah. Why, why don't all, you? All why don't you well. hit hit the shows that you I'll typically do, yeah. and then Absolutely. and then of those, like what would be the best like? Oh, for first sure. Show going so experience? like. So Monster Mania convention, I do the Cherry Hill, New Jersey show twice a year. Um, I've been doing that for for quite some time now. Um, I've been attending since the first one, which was they're up to like forty some now. It's it's crazy how long it's been going on, and um, I got a lot of friends that are also vendors and artists and creators, and it's kind of like a small local reunion for a lot of us. We uh we set up in uh, the main ballroom, and it's like a mini artist alley. It's kind of like a lot of the creators and artists set up in the same row. We're all friends very communal which is something that i prefer i mean a convention for me if you are if you're working a convention as an artist you're not you're not doing it right you know you shouldn't be feel like you're working a job there it should just be you know you're gonna you're gonna hustle you're gonna be up and down doing things but it should just be plain inspiring your your surroundings should just be inspiring everything so i'd say for a fan base that if you're if you're kind of new to the whole thing and you want to take in a true blend of you know, past and present and and future stuff, a true blend of everything, the full experience, you're going to want to hit Monster Mania Convention for sure. And then you're definitely going to want to also make sure to hit Texas Frightmare Convention out in Dallas. Yeah. Um, two, two of my biggest shows, I mean, I, I, I have a lot of, uh, kind of a lot of pull on both of those as far as like, you know, people that, that know what kind of work they can expect out of me or they say, hey, are you going to bring this to the show? Are you going to have these... You know, the the interaction that I get in both of those shows is wonderful. And um, it's one of those things that you end up just doing well, just setting up. You know, if you've got a really good approach and a good attitude, you're going to do well. And um, you get really well received. Uh, the enthusiasm on both of those shows is uh, is wonderful. Like, I just feel really fulfilled after just setting up for three days. At the end of, the, at the end of it, I just feel like my battery's been charged. Like, wow, I get to spend the whole weekend talking horror with people that are just like me and they bought posters and now they can't wait to go home and hang them up or get them signed or, and I got to, I got to do that. I got to connect them that way. I got to be part of that. And they get to say, I'll see you next time with new stuff. What are you going to bring? And then having that connection with people at a convention is, is everything like you're definitely going to want to as an artist. Like that's all, that's all all of it. Yeah. It's everything that, that is the interaction that you get creating something with a person who, who vibes it is, is exactly what keeps you, you know, feeling great the entire weekend. You know, you, you know, people, people want to make money. They want to do well. That's great. But the interactions and the responses and the experiences, I got people walking over to me, show me tattoos of my work. Like that's, that's wild. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's crazy. So (laughs) Chris, one of us will be, uh, you guys will get to do it, right? John's going to have a full back tattoo of the Prowler piece. (laughs) Oh, sweet. I mean, it, it, that's a good one to get on the back. I mean, yeah. it's, it's good real estate or up the leg. You could do that. Um, I mean, Chris, do you have any graphic designers that you, like, I guess Ghoulish Gary would be one, but that you look up to that you recommend other people check out? Oh, sure. Yep, absolutely. Um, before I touch on that, I want to also say that the show that I attend um, that's, for me, a play show is uh, Cinema Wasteland. It's it's a true last pioneer show. It's the last of its kind. Everyone knows each other. Everyone hangs out. That's what I was telling you guys that you would really enjoy doing. It's also close to you. Yeah, it's right in our backyard, um, right? It's in yeah. your backyard, right? So that that show feels to me like before conventions were 
as big as they were, Cinema Wasteland ha- captures that little bit of B-movie intimacy that you want. So I don't ever want to work that show. I just want to go play there. I just want to enjoy it. And I make it a point to do that because that's an, that makes me feel good in a different way where I'm just like, oh, I could just go hang out here with everybody and see people. So, so I think you guys would personally love for this show. March 26th, 2021. In Strongsville, Ohio. Strongsville, Ohio, right? And there you uh, go. And that's there you go. Honestly, like f- fifty minutes, maybe. Yeah, you guys don't. From us. Yeah, I've got a little further of a drive, but I'll tell you, it is worth every single minute and mile you put into it. It is that much fun. So, graphic designers, I guess it's, yep, that's a good segue. Uh, others that you are inspired by, or maybe that oh, you yeah. like to hang there's, with, or yeah. There's so many. Um, that's what I like about it. I'm never bored of it. Like, you know, there's a few people that are like, oh, I like X, Y, and Z, and that's it, or major influences. And I, I can't even keep them on a, you know, keep track of them. There's that many people who inspire me regularly. So some of the standouts, um, you know, I got a Studio House Designs, Cody over at Studio House. Uh, he's really pushing the envelope as far as, you know, you guys have seen his stuff. He does the VHS stack shirts, uh, the yeah. stack oh, yeah. tapes. Yeah. yeah. You know, yep. So, uh, he just actually uh, recently just moved into a new warehouse studio space. He just got the keys last night, if I'm not mistaken, and he is he is psyched. And th- this guy's come a long way as far as you know what he's been doing and what the brand he's been kind of uh, you know been building with that. So he's inspiring because he's never content to just kind of stay where he is. He's always uh, trying to push the envelope, trying to make things uh, you know new and interesting. Really love his stuff. Uh, Charles Moran, uh, another great friend of mine, goes by uh, Horror Prince. He, um, phenomenal artist and sculptor. Uh, his sculptures are, are really something else. He sculpts the way he draws, so it looks like a sculpture, you know, uh, drawing come to life. Um, wonderful guy, absolutely great style. Uh, constantly inspired by just his honest approach. Like he just. He just wants to create what he loves and, and it shows in every piece. Like, you know, he loves the subject, like unashamedly, he loves it. And then uh, of course, you know, you got your big, uh, your big hitters like Gary, of course, big fan of Gary's work. Um, I've always been a bit a big fan of him. You know, Matt Tobin's work is phenomenal. Um, Tracy Ching, excellent, phenomenal illustrator. Um, there's a collective I'm part of called the Poster Posse, um, a bunch of artists from all over the world represented. And every one of those people continues to just um, just inspire me with their styles and uh, attitudes, more importantly. Like they're very um, they're very skilled as far as also um, as well as genuine. Like they just want our scene to be all inclusive and ever evolving. So from a capturing your attention standpoint, like I, I know we've talked about some artists here, but do you have any like any specific merch type obviously you talked about the the black black label brand right uh, absolutely so is there a a horror version of that for you like oh i've got to have every grindhouse uh style blu-ray or i have to have is there like a certain merch thing that you there's a few yeah there's a few like vinegar syndrome um anything they put out is the best version of it it could possibly be um i've been fortunate enough to do quite a few of their slipcover designs for uh, movies that I never thought that I would even have an opportunity to get. Oh, that's awesome to do it. So um, I'll name a few of them. And if you guys can see if you're familiar, it'd be kind of fun. If you have a, if you didn't know that about me, this is going to be a lot of fun. So 
Do you remember that Jack Frost lenticular hologram cover they did? Fucking yes, I do. <laughs> that That's me. They got me to do it. Oh, um, my God. That's yeah. amazing. So this thing was bonkers, and I'd never set up a lenticular, and I didn't know if I was going to even know how to do the damn thing. But they're like, we want to do this, but your style. We want to recapture this. I'm like, oh, my God. That's You're going to give me this project. Like, holy shit. Like, I didn't even, it, couldn't even process it. And those guys are fucking great, those vinegar guys. They're wonderful so guys. They're, yeah. they're about the best dudes ever. I mean, all I listen of them to... are... I listen to Shockwaves, and they're on there every oh, yeah. now and then. Uh, they're on b- there constantly. Before, like, the big sales, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I remember I was at my uh, – I don't even know where oh, I was. I was, in pu- I was I was in public. Slip cover. Oh, yeah. And I remember Brandon sending me over an actual prototype of it in motion, like a real – the real cover. They were moving around so you could see the lenticular. And I didn't even know where I, I was out somewhere. I completely forgot where I was. I just remember looking at this text and being like, fuck, yeah, that is so boss right now. And um, I don't even know who was around. I didn't even care. I just reacted to it. It was so cool. And How, um, how did that relationship start? Like what? How'd you uh, it's funny. Them? We were at Cinema Wasteland Convention just hanging out. Oh, they have there a great, it is. There it is right there. That's well, how does you know everybody know we've been paid by Cinema Wasteland to do this episode? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. C- Cinema Wasteland is, is a convention that... Um, connects people without even trying and uh yeah it's great and then frightmare and and monster mania do the same thing because you don't even know who you're talking to half the time and i was out there and you know just at wasteland having having beers out in the lobby just relaxing hanging out with people and all of a sudden i was talking to these guys and i was like oh what do you guys do you know i didn't even know who they were and they're like oh yeah we we, this is our company i'm like oh you guys got a booth i I got a table here i'm gonna come check it out so i came in it was they were kind of early stages and i was like oh right like i love this stuff and they asked what I was getting signed, and I showed them the Dawn of the Dead poster, the, or the Day of the Dead poster that I had done, and they had the uh, cast there. And they're like, you did that? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, we want to maybe talk to you about some cover art. And I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And I thought, you know, maybe not, something will come of this, maybe it won't. I don't know. I gave them the information. And the very following Monday, they got a hold of me and said, here's what we want. We want to get this moving. And um, I, I've, I've not been treated so well they're so receptive to ideas and they're very clear with what they want. They take great care of the artists. I mean, I, I can't say anything like less than stellar about this company, like fully backed hundred percent, even if for some reason, I always said this, for some reason, if they decide to take a different direction and they never want to use anything I do ever again, I will back that brand from here on out because of how, how cool they were and what they put out. And, um, and I'm friends with all those guys. So slip cover, just so you know, um, I'm looking on eBay and there's one going for 170 bucks. So that's, as an artist, that's, that's got to make that, you feel amazing. <laughs> it does, but that's not even the highest one from them that I've done. Um, you'd think the Jack Frost lenticular would be the highest. It's not. So I don't know if you know about the cover for Bloodhook. Um, look that one up. Yeah, yeah I that goes. It right now. That goes for an. I could not believe what Bloodhook did. I still can't believe it. Bloodhook did, um, and there's people in even in, in the in the fan groups that are like, they're so surprised that Bloodhook did so well that they're angry about it. <laughs> they're that surprised that they went right to anger. Like, how could this movie do so well and sell so quickly? <laughs> and I was like, you should be excited about that because that just means that the company can has money to release so many more things for you. Why are you upset? I thought the opposite. I thought this this is great news, you know, and. Uh, 
The blood hook cover actually was something they threw on me almost last minute to see if I could do. I sketched a concept on a napkin in a pizzeria on my lunch break at my day gig <laughs> and then and then and then sent a screen capture over to them. They approved the napkin sketch and I did it in 24 hours to finish design. That's amazing. And and it turned into this madness, which to me makes me laugh and smile. I still have the sketch. I still have the original sketch. Um, no, it's not for sale. <laughs> I mean, I'm keeping it. There's too much. There's there's too much history there. Um, I, I need to keep that based on just how it went down. There's way too much of a story with it for me to part with that. That's awesome. So, That's really and then recently, I don't know if you saw Slaughterhouse. They had oh, a yeah. slip cover where it pulls apart like meat locker doors. And yeah, I did revealed. see that. Yeah. That's also me. That was an oh, idea yeah. that I came up with and pitched to them, and they said, "Yeah, if we if we could f- physically do that, that sounds great." Dude, and it sold awesome. like crazy. People just freaked out. And those guys, we had the most fun doing covers. I mean, I don't know. I can't say I mean, that's a great about concept. Them. It's it's such a fun concept yeah. because I think that original VHS cover with him standing there is wonderful. And I didn't want to change that. I just wanted to build around it. I'm like, why don't we just? build a box that he can interact with when you pull it apart. He's standing right there. That's great. And, um, and it was yeah, just so it has fun. Such a similar it, cover to, uh, like madman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now Chris, we've talked, we've talked a million times about the texture of your work and the way that it stands out. And you just have like, a you know, like I've always said, I can scroll through Instagram through a hundred different fucking posts and I, I'll see something and just go like, Oh, that's, that's Chris. I don't even have oh, to, sweet. I don't even have to, you know, look. Um, but like, what where does that like stem from is that something you like intentionally went for i mean it has to be right so as far as um like why i do the textures the way i do them is yeah like kind of... where did that kind of come from so i love the old punk rock posters that they would like the show flyers that they would hang up at like venues or grubby bars that looked like they were xeroxed and all like gritty and messed up and I just remember seeing those show flyers and like something looking so like eroded and distressed, but it was all like, Hey, this still lasted, you know, it withstood the test of time. Like it was beat up and um, it's old and beat looking, but it's still here. And stapled um, to a telephone pole. Oh, exactly. John and I I have both probably made our fair share of these exact fucking shitty posters. Oh yeah. And there's just something like authentic about it where if something looks like it's been through a lot, chances are it's going to still stick around yeah. and it didn't, didn't just kind of go away. Also, if it's too clean for me, I feel like, you know, it, it doesn't do a service to people wanting to interact with it for my particular style of art. There's people that do a really clean art style and it's wonderful. Like for what they do, it, it works perfectly. Yeah, and that's like, not what you're, that's not, and what that's just doing. not what I do. No, I mean, and there's no right or wrong answer, but for me to do a texture, I think one of my favorite compliments was somebody at a convention walking up and saying, if I touch this, will I get, will I get it on me? And I was just like, Oh, that's awesome. Like that's, that's, that's the coolest thing you could have said. (laughs) And I just remember looking at them and being like, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I was like, no, you won't. It's cool. They looked so worried. And I'm like, no, it's, I'm I'm playing with you. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And, um, but the textures for me, bring it to life by making it look like it's been through hell. And if I uh, touch this pitchfork, will it stab my finger? Yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, it might. It depends on um, how close you get or uh, the angle you get it at. It could. But the texture work for me is fun. I like the level of detail that it adds to it. Um, I just really like things looking like they started fresh somewhere 
And then they stood up to so many elements that still are here. And um, a lot of the old posters are like that. I mean, look at all the posters from our childhood. Like, they're still here. And there's still some posters here. And you start to see, like, they got, you know, chips and cracks and folds and yeah. discoloration. But they're still here. So they've been through a lot, but they're not go- they're not gone. And I wanted my art to kind of, I guess, do the same thing my own way. I was like, well... Texture is also really, for me, as simple as it is, it looks cool. Like, I mean, if you can make yeah. something look cracked or broken or like if a, like if a wall is like eroded, you should do that. I mean, it's don't, such don't a just dominant. I feel like just a, a, a brand standard for you. And I, I feel like it's it's very it's kind of my, it's kind of my signature now yeah. at this point. It's, it's something that people say, oh, that looked like something you would do. And, and then they're right. So, yeah, it looks great. Man. I like it. Thank you. We're we're way into it. So, of all your stuff, do you have like one one piece that's either like sold the best or that's your personal favorite um, of all the work that you've done? Oh that, man, this is that a answer tough one. might not be the I same. Say, that could like, be no. I mean, I feel really good about everything I do because I I won't do a project I'm not 100 percent into. Like I can't just say, oh, that's just for a that's just for a payday or that's for a client. I'll just do it. And it's a paycheck. I just, I can't do that. I, if I'm not interested yeah. in it, I feel like it's going to show and it's going to be really bad work and, and I'm not going to care about it. And they're going to see that I'm not going to care about it. And I don't want to do that. So for me, I've had a few personal ones that have just really been stand out for the, um, I guess the experience for me. So like I did a poster just, you know, I saw the trailer for the Saskas remake of rabbit Cronenberg's rabbit. And I just, their, their vision of it, and I was like, wow, this looks great. I, I kind of feel kind of compelled to mess with a little bit of a teaser poster for this. So I did, and they came up with this foamy mouth like texture. And I was like, ah, I'm gonna post it and see what, you know, see what's up. And they, they ended up really liking it to the point of they wanted to use it officially, like for a teaser poster. And we worked out a you know, a contract and a deal where they now own the rights to it. And that just started with me being kind of inspired to make something because of what yeah, they made checking it and, out uh, looking at it and saying like hey i feel yeah i feel moved by this that's awesome that, that and um and and only a few too. people have seen the easter egg in it uh, not a lot of people see the intentional and, and then that's all they see when they see it the bottom lip is shaped very very vaguely like a butterfly very uh abstractly but it's it's intentional and um oh, that's amazing and they were the best they were the best to work with as far as uh enthusiasm and taking care of you know making sure that they treat the artists really good I've, i had the best experience with them as far as working with them i was excited to uh to be able to to make them feel as excited to, to get it as i was to do it and um they ended up signing yeah they signed one for me at a convention i was so happy about it, it was the greatest experience they were just so they were just so psyched on it like you know to get that done and, and work together and and now it's just like, and then to see people's responses to it, they're like, oh my God, this poster. And, and we all just felt really good about it. And, and that was really cool. There's one thing that they ended up having me do. They said, can you, uh, can you sign one of these and write a message on the back? We're giving one to David Cronenberg. And I'm oh like, oh my God. I'm I mean, like, what? <laughs> so I'm in Monster Mania convention. That's I'm, I'm so at what, what did you, I'm, what did you fucking write on this thing? Like, what did I you was, write? <laughs> I was so fucking floored by that that i didn't even know and i already have anxiety with like how i sound and what i say and i'm like man i hope i didn't fuck that up or like, you know oh, I, I'm, I gotta, all, I'm, I have to google I'm a poem and i <laughs> yeah. was just gonna be like and i'm like 
what, what the hell am I supposed to write to David Cronenberg? Like, what? And I just kind of stood there, like, looking at it. I'm like, damn it. So I ended up writing something just from the heart. I was just like, you know, I wrote just what I enjoyed. And what I did was I wrote it in a swirling line, like a motion line. And at the very end of it, instead of a period, I drew a fly. Like the fly had flown oh, around the back cool. of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, maybe he'll just think that's cool and I won't sound like such a blubbering mess in what I wrote. And um, so, of course, I roll it and give it to them. And then, you know, in typical fashion, what I always do is I give it back to them. And then I go back to my table and go, oh, my God, did I write the right thing? I hope I didn't screw that up. So there was two hours of that. And um, I'll probably do that tonight for two hours after we wrap. I'll probably be like, oh, man, I could have said this better. Or do no, this, no, no, no. This, this is better. perfect, man. Um, but I always want to make sure that people are getting just me 100% and, uh, and just know that I'm just grateful for all the support and to be here doing what I do. I'm you know, smiling like such a douche right now. I'm honestly, so, that, that Cronenberg story, I'm just, I'm just sitting here smiling. Yeah, I'm glad you are because I stood there like, what did they just ask me to do? And I'm just standing back there. I see people outside the, on the floor going like, hey, man. I'm like, in a minute, I, I don't, I'll come out and say hi in a minute. I just got to. I got to figure something out real quick. <laughs> like what? So yeah, you do a lot of stuff for onset cinema too. That that's your buddy, right? Yeah. Kenny, uh, we just started that up. The prowler is actually our first project, which was a unbelievable event. That was one of my top three events in, in, uh, in that, that year was, uh, we, we did that. And, uh, so that was October of last year. That's yeah? October last year. Exactly. And he put on this event, the Looking show, at the poster right now. That's the prowler, you know on the premises and he brought up the final girl you know and that was in jersey yeah i was in okay yeah cape may and um we couldn't believe how cool it was like he decorated it to be like the uh he had the cake and like the you know the roses and he really just like he just kenny, gi kenny yeah. gives you the experience that if he sat if he sits down and goes if i was the ultimate fan of this movie what would my ultimate experience be and then he recreates that. And that's so amazing. Every and time it's we really see, incredible. Every time we see these, we're like, Hey, how do we uh, tell our wife that we're wives that we're going to this? Yeah. <laughs> do you so go to you, all of them or, um, I go to the ones that I can go to. They're all over the place. Um, here's a little bit of insider. He's doing an, an October one. Um, it's a double, it's a double feature. It's, I know what you did last summer, which yeah. I just did a poster for. And um, Which is that was the one. God, thank you. That, that was where really, I'm going to tattoo really... on my back. John's going to have the nice. pillar on his back, and I'm going to have that. With and with our powers combined, it's going to be just like that show, you know. Um, what is that it? was really, really Earth, hard wind, to do. Wind, fire, water. <laughs> and <then laughs> with Captain our powers, Earth, planet. Yeah, Captain, Captain planet. planet. He's Captain our hero. Planet. It's going to be Jamie and I. Probably. I, could, I couldn't even believe. <laughs> I know what you did last summer. I couldn't even believe, like, that that was going to be a thing he was going to do. And then to come up with that idea, just kind of like, I need to do something that no one's ever done before for this. There's not a lot of art for it. And I just don't want to do characters. I want to do something really interactive here with the, with the vibe. And um, I took a big risk on it. Cause I'm like, ah, maybe. And people loved it. They were like, finally something fresh for this that no one's ever done. Yeah, that like, was the, great. Fan, the fans of the movie are like, there's nothing out there that looks like this. We're very excited about it. So, Sidebar, the second movie he's showing is The Conjuring. So I am actually in the middle of working on a Conjuring poster right now. Nice. Um, it will glow in the dark in horrible, horrible ways. Um, I can assure you that. It's going to be very scary. 
Um, that freaked me out. I mean, and they're showing these two movies at the Conjuring House. Oh my god, <laughs> that's dude. the location. That's amazing. Um, Is it going to be the real Conjuring House or the one from the movie? The the location, the the, the filming location. Okay, yeah, the cool. actual. Yeah. So, do you have the option to camp? Uh, I'm not doing that. Um, I, 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 was like, I was like, nope. Uh, we I'm not. We talked that. about it. I was just like, I will not do that. Uh, I, I'm going to be on the premises, you know, during the whole time. But when it comes time for possibly it to hit 307, and I'm out there in the middle of the field, not going to happen. Um, Kenny and I talked about this. I'm like, not going to camp. I was like, uh, I just that's just me. Um, there's certain things where. They just get in my head, and that's one of them. I was like, "Nope, I can't do that." Are you gonna <laughs> so, Are you gonna sell this post that poster? Um, yes, yep. I will definitely be uh, the it will be the, the event first. I'll do a run for the event. If for some reason the event they sell all there, I will reissue another color variant for the online you know drop. Okay, cool. so nobody nice. will nobody will miss this. I took that into consideration just in case. If all of them sell at the event, that's awesome. If uh, they do, I have another color lined up for a, for a second issue. If they don't, you know, you'll get the first issue. But, Just um, asking for a friend. Yeah, no, nobody will. sitting in, in the chair <laughs> that right I am. Right it on. is me. <laughs> that happens, it also happens to be me. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys will not miss it. Um, people online will not miss it. I know nice. that. It's got to go there first, but I can assure you, you will not miss out. Real quick, is it the house, the Conjuring house that they've, used for filming i think i saw something recently that it's the same house used from i know what you did last summer that ann hayes lived in i mean it what? i'm not 100 i'm not 100 percent. yeah but... like the exterior i've never heard that but if that is the yeah, I've fucking never that relationship i i feel like i just recently saw this and i was like what like my he... mind was blown jamie and now that you guys are this. both staring at if me he... like this i'm wondering if that's Are true, then he just me? leveled up. Yeah, then he just leveled up as far as ties yeah. fit together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the shark Kenny, from Jaws is also it. the same as um, also, I have Reagan to say from Exorcist. The onset you know sentiment to me is the best idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, one hundred percent. So, Chris, before we get into the movies, plug your shit. What do you have coming up? Um, if there's anything you want to draw people's attention to, even if it's someone else. Like, what do you want to plug, man? Yeah, or if you have existing stuff on your store, where can people find you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can find anything right now. I mean, obviously, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at QFS Chris. Um, The storefront is... QFS Chris, folks. Not QF Chris. John (laughs) and I have told you many times. If it's QF Chris, leave that guy alone. Uh, He's Whoever whoever it may be. He's not done anything. It's me, uh, Quote Fucker Studios. Exactly. I mean, it could be. We we the world's a very big place. We can't be sure of this. I mean, I'm hoping that I'll actually run into um, this guy at some point, and we'll be able to have a beer together. And Quote understand. Fucker Chris, me. No, Quote hi, Chris. I'm a Chris. Quail Fart Stewart. Uh, oh, exactly. I make custom duck calling. I'm just, quail. I'm just hoping that he basically sits down with me and he's like. He's like, fuck you, man. All I wanted was peace and quiet. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't really mean for this to happen. Let's, yeah. I'll, let me get, I was like, let's get some cheese fries. It'll be cool. We'll be all right. Like, it, I'm hoping I can just have a peace offering with whoever that may be if they're feeling that kind of way about it. <laughs> they would probably uh, love the attention. Here's hoping that we can just be cool. I like that. Um, all right, yeah, so but QFS you can find some uh, Chris, yeah. QFS Chris. You can find uh, prints for sale at. Um, QuiltFaceStudios.StoreNB.com. Uh, all those. Uh, Prior handles, they have the store link on each one, so you can just you know smash uh, out the link in the bio. Just uh, just go right up to the bio and hit the link, and it takes you right there. 
And um, so, of course, you know, the two for onset cinema is something to look at. And um, I'm doing a few collabs that I can't unfortunately say yet without uh, the approval of who I'm collabing with. Uh, but the they'll beans. be. Yeah. yeah, they'll be um, they're, they're going to be very happy uh, when we do these projects. I will say that one of them is a very new, darker horror movie, which is very exciting. And um, Frozen 2. Uh, that could be it. I mean, like the glow layer would be great. It could be a, a fun, <laughs> yeah. glow, float, fun glow in the dark poster. But um, there's also something coming up that's going to be a publication that, again, I can't, again, with disclosure, can't say much on. But um, it's got a very yeah. beloved slasher genre to it as far as subject matter goes and um projects i can talk about are um i've got personally lined up for myself aside from the onset cinema stuff i've got something for uh, twilight zone lined up for myself for a personal drop uh new nightmare on elm street concepts that i've been thinking about oh, great and um i can't get enough texas too i'll probably dip back into that at some point and um and then I've been saying it for a while and I've been putting it off because I'm not 100% sold on my own personal concept of it, but I finally figured it out. So you're going to finally see an autopsy of Jane Doe poster for oh, me. Which dude, is, if you need any, I love that movie. If you're like feeling any doubt or you're working on it at like 2.18 a.m. and you're like, oh, I just need a little quick boost of adrenaline, call Jamie and I because goddamn, do we love that movie. Yep. It's going to be a great film. It's 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 really well done, like really well done. And I remember seeing the the soundtrack, the LP design, and it opens up like an autopsy. Like you unfold it, and you just un, like it's like you're going into the chest cavity to get the That's record. Awesome. And yeah, I, I, I feel like that that film was like whoever wrote it came up with the concept and was like, yeah, just yep. so you know, like. We walked We're doing into that. something here. It it hasn't happened yet, and it's weird that it hasn't. But like, this is a great film, and it but truly it's going is. to. It's great. Oh and my it's god, great. that movie. So, so I remember it, seeing that prototype for that record, and I'm just like, who's doing the autopsy of Jane Doe art? Because I want to know who the hell's doing that design. And it turns out Jay Shaw did it, and and Jay Shaw is my favorite graphic designer, modern. Like, why he's he's smart beyond belief. He he executes everything perfectly. Ideas. And I'm like, Jay's doing that? I gotta see this, what he's gonna do. So they put the LP in a black jacket, like a like a vinyl like body bag. And then when you take oh, it out of there, God. you you like <laughs> unfold great. part the of the haunting, chest cavity the and the then the record is like buried inside. And I'm like, I remember seeing this, I'm like, shut the fuck up with that, really? I was like, Are you kidding me? I just couldn't stop looking at it. They, they shot a commercial board that showed like someone actually doing an autopsy on the record, like taking it apart. And um, I just remember being completely blown away. And I'm like, okay, let's see somebody beat this conceptually. Let's see somebody beat this. Because whoever beats this deserves to beat this. But it's the <laughs> benchmark for me. That is my favorite interactive LP of all time. That is incredible. Yeah. So a couple quick things we'll call, call attention to on your store that we know a lot of listeners will be interested in. It's uh, got a great design for us. Uh, great design, not us being us, but the the film us. Um, There's only one of those left, so you got to jump on it. There's oh. one left. <laughs> so do it tomorrow. Uh, Lost Boys, uh, Texas Chainsaw Two, Exorcist, uh, a movie we're going to talk about that I don't want to spoil. I know we mentioned the Prowler, Parasite, Friday Thirteenth Part Part Five. Um, you know it. So this stuff is right in the wheelhouse of what we know. A lot of our listeners enjoy, so 
please. Also, I feel like our listeners would also dig if you follow him. If you are new to his Instagram, if you jump on there, you're gonna love his design jams. I always love when yeah. you post your design jams because oh, the um, what I'm listening to because typically I dig that as well. So like, I'm like oh, gutter I'll, phenomenon, twelve eighteen a.m. Twelve fifteen a.m. Like, give me that. Yes. All right, so we're gonna talk through our selections, and by ours, I mean Chris's selections for. As always, we had our guest pick the movies that he wanted to discuss. And what? Uh, what? And, what's dude, our... you picked some fucking gems here. Yeah. And so... by gems, I mean what the fuck? Some of this. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Every like. Uh, so I, I, I can't that. wait to hear your perspective, like at, from like a younger Chris that saw the VHS cover and. We'll talk about the covers uh, oh, in, yeah. in great detail, oh, yeah. but that's going to be the core. We're gonna we're gonna hit Chris's three uh, three films that had VHS covers that were pretty memorable for him. So absolutely, the first of which is <laughs> these are very memorable. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> 1987, directed by James Miro, uh, Street Trash. I don't need this. Are you tired of the same old routine? My wife, my Busting your hump and getting nowhere? This just ain't my day. The boss, is he always on your back? My ass belongs in your chair, not in your lap, which is where you keep trying to put it. You bastard! The wife, you know, and the kids. Is that right? They never listen. I hate to see a person's life away in them goddamn computers. Do you ever feel like Forgetting the whole thing. You think I got it easy? Well, now you can. I'm talking about life! Drop out and join the ranks of the few. The filthy. The trash. I got my own place, a condominium. Where else can you live for free? And eat for even less? Well, be forewarned. Freedom has its price. Yes, there's always a snake in the Garden of Eden. What you got for me today? Today? Ten or five viper. One buck. Here's to you, pussy. <laughs> Don't drink my viper. Watch. This movie is one that I had not seen, I, I don't think in full, in, in fact, Jamie and I were texting about it, and I was like, hey, um, it's on Joe Bob if you need to, because at first I looked and I couldn't find it on any of our streaming services. Which, by the way, I went to Joe Bob and it was like, resume, which means I had already been watching it. <laughs> <laughs> you had previously committed it at an earlier time, but didn't realize it. Ah, stone to Jamie had been watching this at one point already. Well, all right. So, as a quick synopsis, Chris, let me let me give this, and then we'll jump into some of your feedback on like the cover art and the film. But so this film was from the year I was born, nineteen eighty-seven, uh, starring. Uh, we always do starring, but this movie is starring like a shitload of people that were only in this movie, <laughs> basically. Dude, yeah. No, most like we both obviously watched the Joe Bob, and he says it like. Yeah. Every actor was like, yeah. that's all they did. No, they like, went he's on not to wrong. Like, oh, he's no, he's a dance wrong. instructor now. And, like, this guy went on to be a makeup guy or whatever. But the synopsis is there is a liquor store uh, that 
basically sell their only clientele is <laughs> the homeless people essentially in the area and they find this rare rare uh brew of wine um and what they're selling is actually a toxic brew that is creating uh zombified homeless yeah. zombies homeless zombies. it makes them it basically makes them melt it's melt it's melting juice is what they do i mean they drink it and they melt, which is wonderful. I yeah. Mean, all, also, it. on the Joe Bob, uh, they were talking about like how th- there's this entire like subgenre culture called melt movies. Oh and, yeah, there's a ton. Yeah. So I got a very like chud sort of urban, uh, like grimy, gritty, just like dirty feel from this entire film. But let let's talk, Chris, about the uh, the VHS cover itself. So. Okay. So um. I remember going into West Coast Video, which is my spot. Um, it was all red with lights, like a Hollywood thing, and they would always have the horror sections stuck in the back, you know, away from everything. So, of course, that's where the first place I'd run over to. And I just remember seeing this artwork of this perspective of this this guy in a toilet. Just I couldn't tell if he was melting or expanding. I didn't know it at the time. I just remember being very interested in it. <laughs> and... Um, and it was all just purple and yellow, and it was just everything was drippy. And I was just like, "This is disgusting and fabulous! Like, what? What's going on in this movie?" And I turned it over and read the, you know, read the back. And I'm like, "Oh hell yeah! Like, this sounds like it's going to be amazing! Like, but, this is just..." But the toilet. So the toilet's not like. If you've not seen the cover of this, it's not sitting comfortably on a level in a bathroom. surface yeah, in a not, bathroom it, it's not very nice it's out some randomly it's like a random toilet like it was a partially built you know and there's structure. purgatory in between and likely yeah. the depths of hell underneath so it's like it's just bad road yeah it's just it's just, just yeah. not where you want to be it's not it's not a comfortable bad yeah it's just not where you want to be and um I just couldn't believe how wild the perspective was. Like the, it looked like he was reaching out for me, but he was trying to grab the, the top part of the, you know, to pull himself out. And I was just like, oh my god, that's wild! Like we definitely have to how see what old, this is about. Uh, were you when you saw this movie for the first time? Chris? Oh man, I can't even remember my age, but I was, I was, I was fairly young. I mean, I must have been. Let's see. I mean, I saw it the it year came it came out, out so yeah. yeah, it came out in '87. So I was, you were nine. Maybe, I was yep. nine, yeah. yeah. And I remember just being like, "This is it." And I just remember going to school and like doodling the it. cover. Like, this is it. I, I was just like, yeah, I was just, yeah, I was just, I was just drawing the cover. And I remember I was in art class drawing the cover with like yellow and purple pencils. That's amazing, man. And um, my art teacher was like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's just street, street trash. trash." Haven't you seen she's Street like, Trash? And, and she was kind of looking April? at me like 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 <laughs> like why does that have a title? Like why did you even I'm like, "Oh no, I didn't do it. I just this was at the video store." And um that was that was a fun conversation with um with her at the end of class. And she's like, "So where do you see this in the video store?" And I'm like, "In the horror section where all the cool movies are." You pay she's a like, quarter oh, to the person standing behind the desk. Right. I was like, I can assure you that she's like giving me the third degree on it. And I'm like, I didn't go behind the curtain where the other movies were like, <laughs> I don't understand why this is a problem. And so well, she should have been excited about it and be like, oh, well, that I was like, I think I drew it pretty well. And she's like, well, you did, but it's kind of troubling. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's not it's not supposed to be safe or cool or fun, you know, as far as like by your standards. But it's it looks really cool. It's a, it's a melting guy in a toilet. It's fun. And she just couldn't understand why I would think that was fun. 
And I couldn't understand why she wouldn't think that was fun. And we were just not, we were just not clicking. But um, I was obsessed with the co- with the color toning of it. It was so. Yeah, I, 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 that's a note I rich, have written here. Saturated, yeah, it really is saturated. Like, in that junkyard, the use of the blues and the reds. Oh yeah, and the, it's it's very deep and uh, intentional. Um, the but, movie makes you feel like you're right in that setting at all times, and it almost is like I know this is the city, but it also doesn't feel like it's a place I could really go. You know, it doesn't it feels like yeah. surreal in parts it, where you're like, is this a real place? Can and I it's funny it? because like atmosphere, like setting of all the literary devices that like drive a story, the setting is the core of this film. There's like, oh yeah, there's yeah. not a plot to this movie. No, um, the setting is everything and the tone is everything. It's completely yeah. putting you into the movie itself. I mean, the plot's very basic. It's a simple plot, but the, what really sells this movie is and makes it great is the ability to place you into their world very quickly. And you don't know what's real and what is exaggerated and what's happening. And that's awesome. Larry Cohen could have done a killer non-trauma version of this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been right up his alley. That grimy New York. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sleaze. I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of the stuff too. So Larry Cohen. I, I love it. I love it. Like I, I love Q the Wing Serpent. John John always grimaces at me when I say that, but cool. I, I Oh, that's Jamie. a great one. Come on, that's a great <laughs> yeah. one. No, I love Larry Cohen and I love everything he fucking does. Yeah, I, I do I definitely feel some of the stuff in this. I definitely feel some chud in this and Yep, you're getting a little bit of both. Yep, it's absolutely John right. will come yep. around. He'll be wearing a Larry Cohen t shirt soon. Uh <laughs> have a Q the Wing Serpent like cap. Yeah, we'll get that done. Yeah. Where's <laughs> my beanie? Do you guys have any favorite uh, scenes from this movie? I don't oh, know if, if I definitely have one. The right word, but... I, I have one that that was actually. <laughs> so there are elements of. Um, I'd say most of it is like comedic, over the top. It, 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 for, this, I mean, for sure. This yeah. is it's, it's, it's absolutely what, like, bonkers. It's yeah, it's shock bonkers. and schlock essentially. Yeah, you know? it's everything. Yeah, what like exactly Billy right. Madison is to comedy, like this is to horror. Yeah, exactly, almost. Yeah, yeah. exactly this, right. Exactly. This is so overdone and yeah. extreme in all the right ways and all the right times that it, it can't be anything else. Like but it has to be this. I, yeah. I would say the one scene that was impactfully scary was the one where like the kids are like the zombie kids are crawling up in the junkyard on that one douchey guy. And they're like biting at his legs and at his feet. And he's like on his like trash throne, essentially. Um, oh, and the, the main bad guy. Yeah. And the, the lighting is, is so blue in that specific moment. And I think, uh, that's a pretty, that's a pretty cool scene. Yeah. The the blue light is the use of blue in that movie is phenomenal. Like it's really like the lighting is really great because when they do the melt effects, it just intensifies those colors. And, um, yeah, that, that just ended up sticking with me. It was like how they made it. Like that was the style of how they made it for a scene for me that really is like, like hilariously stands out is when, um, they um, they're doing the scene where they uh, they bring in the mafia guy to intimidate the uh, I guess the uh, the, the cop guy. They're in the, the ur- they're in the urinals together and they start fist fighting. There's and the so dude, much the dick dude, grabbing. The, yeah, the the, the the dude just the dude just cleans him out and then when he's dead in the urinal, he flushes it and then makes himself throw up on the guy. And I'm like, it was just an added thing where I'm like, wow, you already beat you already beat that guy to a pulp, but now you're gonna you're gonna like vomit on him voluntarily and then flush him down the toilet i just remember being like 
they really didn't even give a shit. They just they just made this. They're like, let's do that too. And it turns out that the guy who was the actor in that, we found out at a Q and A, that he could make himself he could make himself do that on command. And he's just like, I'm just gonna do that as an added thing. Yeah. And um, I just remember being like, ugh. That's I'm just, double jointed. Also known as I can throw up on people after I kill them in a urinal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, ugh. you got to be able you got to be able to show your talents any way you can. I guess you got to be able to do that. I also so, have uh, a note written here that says. Weirdest sex scene in cinema. <laughs> You're not probably wrong on that. I mean, that's certainly gonna stack up. I mean, there's some weird. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't even reminiscing on it. I actually don't want to talk about it. But watch the movie, and you'll be like, oh, yep, I know what he was talking. Yeah, about. just, just go and watch it if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, you know exactly what you know is being referenced. But if you haven't seen it, enjoy that because uh, once you do, you'll know it's not something you can really uh, mistake. <laughs> can't really get that wrong Very specific. yeah so th- this is an interesting one um great cover though uh cover to, art's to the phenomenal. point of, yeah, the of what we're talking about there's the scene the one scene i wanted to mention real quick that had me laughing the hardest was probably the flashback scene the the bad guy's like having a dream and he's flashing oh yeah back to vietnam yep. where he rescues oh, the in oh, the explosions from, like, are happening like, in the background oh yeah her, and then she just like sits up and starts like sucking his like man breast Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some weird I mean, laughing so fucking hard. I, I do. I honestly. So before we leave this film, I do feel like, <laughs> despite how schlocky and strange and weird it is, I, I I feel like there was a, like a socioeconomic intent to this about like, what consumption and what oh yeah uh, indulgence and what like the direction you, you know the 80s were a period of much like the 20s, like, overindulgence. That was yeah, like it, was ex- it was the, 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 the 80s were just excessive for, for the, the sake of being excessive. Like yeah. They were. Let's buy a microwave so we can uh, heat our shit up in two minutes. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, you should have a microwave in every room and cocaine in every drawer. Fuck it, let's <laughs> just do it. I mean, that was the 80s. They didn't care. Yeah. And, and, and nobody was really there to like, criticize that. Everybody's like, cool, man, do your thing. Yeah. Nobody was really there to say, don't do it. Yeah, much so, like, uh, like American Psycho um, comments oh, on yeah. it. It's like, it's just the overindulgence factor. So I do, despite, and, and to be honest with you, this is a, a decently filmed movie too. Like the shots. Yeah. The shots are very good. They're very good. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, like it's a, it's a, it's a pretty well filmed movie. The, the acting again is not top notch. No, there's not much plot. The one guy it's all about saying, setting. Yeah. Uh, didn't even like have a cohesive like idea for his character. He just went scene to scene. <laughs> yeah. So you you definitely Which feel that, but this is a a great pick, man. So um, let's let's jump to the next one though. Yeah, for sure. Same year, a little film called Bad Bad Taste. We've got trouble. Good one. Right, we're on our way. Tomorrow we're having you for lunch. 
Frank? Go, Frank! Yes, bad taste. <laughs> One of my most memorable VHS covers was the... Uh, I knew nothing about bad taste, nothing about it. And I see this alien holding a AK-47 flipping us off. And I'm just like, what the hell do we do? What, what, what is this thing and what's its problem? And not and, only is it an alien, but it looks like an alien that was unbelievably allergic to the world and got stung by bees yeah yeah Yeah, it was it was really puffy yeah it was a puffy alien puffed out alien and i just walked over to this and i'm like okay that's your cover so what what is this and i flipped it over and just looked at it and said and i remember seeing the um the gore zone review saying it's absolute like splattery munch fest of gore and i'm like i see no gore on this cover so this has got to be really something they can't even show it and I couldn't wait to see it. I just got like real obsessed with it. I was like, what is this? What are they doing? I got the general premise down. And then when I finally saw it, I was just like, I was so satisfied with just the splatter effects. Like just. The effects like, in this movie. Are so just shit, are they good? So I, I do good. have a quick, quick comment here. This movie was directed by Peter Jackson. Yep. So Peter Ooh, Jackson. Has yep. gone on to do a few other movies. Yep. Third <laughs> highest grossing director. Of all time. That's right. That's the same person that made this movie. Also... Same person who made this $11.50 horror film. (laughs) Correct. He's won three uh, Academy Awards. So I did check the budget. I don't know what uh, the exchange rate is, but it was $200,000 in New Zealand dollars in 1987. So whatever that, that equates to. But here's my Harry Potter reference. Do you want to hear it now, Jamie? Oh, let's just get it now. I, mean, I was waiting for I this. Mean, I, yeah. I, yeah, I know let's it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Peter Jackson plays Harry Potter is, is what you're getting at. Is starring a character named Terry Potter. Oh, the ter- <laughs> there is Terry Potter is the name of the, right? the main character there of this movie. There is a character named yep. Terry Potter. Terry Potter. Yeah. Right? I'm so, glad you caught that because I was like, <laughs> during the credits, I'm like. When, <laughs> when I saw that, I honestly was like. All right, I'm just going to rewind that real quick because uh, I, did, I didn't just see that. Maybe <laughs> I had too I much apple juice with breakfast and then I was like, oh my God, Terry Potter nope. is the name of the character. I saw that, right? That's correct. Well, that's not even a character. That's an actual actor. It's an actual, yeah, actual yeah. actor. That's the guy that plays Ozzy. Yeah, he's Ozzy, yes. right? Yeah, he's, Ozzy. The, yep. he's the main. <laughs> but the main guy Do you think uh, J.K. Rowling, Jackson. this is one of her favorite movies? She probably is pretty bummed when he says, my turn for the Magnum. <laughs> do, do, do you think this is one of J.K. Rowling's favorite movies, and that's why she named has the to be. book Harry Potter? Because yeah. uh, Peter Jackson is that main dude. Uh, Kirk, is that his name? Derek. No, I'm sorry. Derek. Derek. And he yep. is wearing... I mean, that's a Harry Potter scarf. It is. No, it's it, a Gryffindor the scarf. The fucking scarf it's fucking is, Gryffindor. Yes. 
Yep. That's what I thought you were going to reference was the also, scarf. I, I forgot about the Terry Potter. But <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the obvious one and went to the nuanced Gryffindor scarf. scarf. Can, can you believe that, that, that it's all foreshadowing? How about it? Like, how about yeah. that? You're right. J.K. Rowling's favorite movie yeah, is bad. It's got to be this. So <laughs> At least she didn't have to drink some Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she seriously. was like, nobody's seen this movie. I, no worries here. I got this. Uh, so for those that have not seen this film, a quick synopsis is a uh, small town, New Zealand town. Uh, and a lot of the population just disappears and is replaced by... <laughs> By these alien, uh, like drone-like beings that intergalactic wankers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The uh, well, the tagline for the film. Let's let's just hit I was that. It's say what's the IB, IMDb like description of this movie? The plot point. The They're just mad at it. The tagline <laughs> is "Human meat for intergalactic hamburgers." So. What? Yeah, that really honestly what? sums up the movie. Though. Yeah, because you watch it. There's like twenty percent of this film is dialogue, and the other eighty percent is gunshots. Yeah, squibs, so gunshots, many gunshots, a lot so of brain of splatters, and just the weird sounds and like laughing. But what's odd is like it's definitely foreshadowing of Peter Jackson's career because like the dialogue, it's pretty snappy and funny and witty when it happens, and like you, you're just like chuckling. As you watch it, and you you're you're living in the moment of watching it now, and you know 2020, and just being like, oh, okay, like this is yeah. something that happened so many years ago. But uh, it was way more like because I I looked at the cover. That, so of the three, this is the one I had not seen. Uh, Never seen this movie in my life. And I was oh like, man, when yeah. I saw it, I was like, I don't I've really seen this remember. cover a million times as a kid. I saw it. I, oh yeah, yeah. I don't even remember seeing this cover before. I definitely like the covers like ingrained in my brain. But I think as a kid, I was like, I'll never watch this. So I just uh, remember bringing the cover up to my mom, and I'm like, I want to rent this, and she's like, Nope. She's yeah. like, uh, pick something else, and I'm like, I might pick something worse. So Anything probably... else? <laughs> she's like, I don't really care for the message on the front cover, and I was just like, Well, maybe he's just upset and trying to express himself, and she's like, Nope. Uh, and I had to watch it at a friend's house. She would not rent it. And uh, huh. my mom's really cool about everything. She's very cool. But at the time, she was probably thinking to herself, I can't, I can't, I can't let him watch that. And, no, she and, was um, thinking to herself, human meat for intergalactic hamburgers? That doesn't even <laughs> yeah. fucking make sense. Exactly. She's yeah. like, so aside from it being a, a cover that's not the most, you know, polite, it also doesn't make sense. And she's like, so he's going to get the idea to be dumb and, and, and make people into burgers. And I'm like, don't want to do that. So I well, understood her. I understood her stance on it completely. I completely sided with her on that, but I was like, I'm going to see this movie anyway. So you're not going to stop me. Also and, a movie uh, called bad taste for your like six right. year old kid. It's like, yeah. nah, nah, this is not nah. bad taste. Okay. Let's, All right, so let's hit one. our last let's film. And then also talk about a couple runners up. Okay. Um, yeah. But Jamie, what's our last film, man? Pieces. Yes. Jesus, will you look at this? Something's been butchered up here. Let's hope it was an animal. I never saw so much blood. Oh, we better search the place. Jesus. Oh, it's Mrs. It's Mrs. Reston. I knew it. I knew something awful had happened. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get her out of here and call the station. A little Timmy. You ready? Amen. 
man, big man. Mommy, Oh, Timmy. Where's mommy? Take it easy, kid. You're safe now. Where's the father? He's away in Europe with the Air Force. But there's an aunt. She lives an hour away. I'll call her and take him over there. Where's mommy? Oh, this Where's is mommy? terrible. 1982. Ooh, what a what a nasty little film this one is. Oh. This is a so directed by uh, J.P. Simone. So I have this movie on Blu-ray, and when I started collecting Blu-rays, this was one of the first ones I bought because I was trying to buy films I didn't yet own. And when I first watched it, probably four years ago, I remember watching it and being like, "Yeah, I, I don't totally understand it, but like, I'm glad I have it." I think you right. bought this one right after you bought Mutilator. And I do not oh, that's, fall break. That's a great one. Why don't you say Mutilator? A fall break. <laughs> but I... Fall break. Daylight. <laughs> I got that 45. <laughs> do you? Yes, oh, I do. Damn. Oh, man. <laughs> but I do, I do not think I have watched it since I bought it four or five years ago. And of the three, this is most certainly the my favorite of them. Um, and it's the one I enjoyed the most. Starring Christopher George. I'm not sure if they're related, but Linda Day George. Um, and a quick synopsis of this film. Though it took place in Madrid. Or, no, it was filmed in Madrid. And it took place in Boston College. Yep. Uh, there are some co-eds, you know. Some horny co-eds because this is a very like sexually charged film it it hit in 82 so it was like coming off the you know the sexuality of the 70s which was such a prominent uh, aspect of horror but the co-eds of boston college uh they're on campus and they're being you know this is a whodunit film they're being targeted by a a mysterious you know dark masked killer who's um trying to create a human jigsaw puzzle if that's not fun for the viewer, then I don't know what is because that was just awful. I remember being like, "He's doing," I was like, "He's doing what?" And I, I see, I see the VHS box, and I just see this chainsaw dominate the entire image, like being like, "This chainsaw is way too big. It's comically big." And I see a a woman stitched together, and I was like, "Are are they sawing parts off and assembling a person?" Because that's wild. And it turns out, yeah, they kind of were doing that. So, um. If you haven't seen Beasts by now, you don't want to, so I'm not spoiling anything. Um, <laughs> so it's okay. The tagline, though. So what time? What what year did Texas Chainsaw come out? Seventy six was it? Or 74? Oh man. God damn. Okay, so this was eighty two, right? So the t- the tagline on this film was, "You don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre." <laughs> That's a good tagline, and also it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. And so both you have to go to Boston, were... but by Boston we mean Madrid, because there right. is some uh, Boston, some... Spain. Yeah, Boston, Spain. There's some. <laughs> if significant... you've ever been, it's real nice, unless you're co-ed, then it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I certainly but, feel um... like there's an element of like Matlock or like Columbo esque. Oh yeah, like absolutely. photography to this. Definitely yeah, most is. Certainly, yeah. So I I felt a, a serious sense of like appreciation in relation to that. Um, and I, I do feel like this, this movie probably inspired some, some other films, you know, such as Saw, like that's a very literal, I'd say. Well, there's some, there's some very particularly nasty kills in this movie. There are some mean spirited kills in this one. 
Um, there's one that's not even with the chainsaw. There's 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 one on the waterbed that's absolutely oh, yeah, horrific. Dude. That is awful. Like awful. That is a mean, nasty kill. That's one of the that's a standout for me. That one's it was like, oh. And it really was the one of the worst things. So I think that this was like part of the inception of the the grindhouse era. Um Yep. So yeah, to your point, it's incredibly gruesome. Very bloody, very grotesque, um, really over the top uh, as it pertains to, to kind of all of that. And to the point where I, I was doing some research on this film prior to this recording, and I think it was like the fourth or fifth kill in the movie. There's a girl who pees her sweatpants on the film. Yep. And I guess that was not an acted thing. It was a, a real thing that had occurred. Yeah, she was uh, legit terrified. Yeah. So, if that if that states anything, I think. Uh, I mean, that film is just it. It's just relentless. Yeah, it really is. It literally delivers everything it says it's going to deliver in a, in a horrible ways. Um, you don't feel like you're getting misled with pieces. You're getting exactly what they say you're going to get, and uh, I just couldn't believe how how intense you were getting it. But I'm like, wow, they really didn't. They didn't really like fuck around here. Like they got right to it, and uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, it's, it's just a standout because of just how basically gruesome it is. It's just it's so primitive and, and mean spirited. You're just like, ugh, like this isn't even fancy in its approach. It just doesn't care that it's awful, and and doesn't care if you survive it or not. I was like, this movie is really really mean. It's a mean film, but um, can we it's talk a standout for a minute film. about the uh, scene with? a man named Bruce Lay, who was Bruce Lee's stunt double. Oh yeah. Bad chop suey. Yeah. <laughs> when he jumps out and the, the fucking, so I guess like the producer of the film or something also had a relationship there or whatever it was. And the guy was like, yeah, I want to be in the movie. And they, they just like literally forced him in. And the scene that he is in is so like sporadic and random. Oh and yeah. Weird. It's such a, it's such a random scene. It doesn't fit at all. Like yeah. none of it fits. I mean, I'm like, what's this guy doing? And like, how does this even remotely connect? That and guy we even is said doing that. Just a like, cameo and nothing more. <laughs> I was just like, this dude knows somebody on the set and wanted yeah. to be in this movie. There's no other way he would have been here. There's no other way. I mean, I love it, but that's why he's there. So Chris, so. you want to talk a little bit about the end? <laughs> the end. Uh, oh, so man. let's. We're gonna do a quick. Spo- well, we don't have to do a spoiler alert, but so we we won't. It is a whodunit, so we're not gonna reveal yep. the killer, but. There are like three jump scares that occur at the end of this movie that are all wild and weird. Yeah, and there's a and the and the last one is particularly cringy. It still makes me cringe completely because it's just the way it's done, it just looks so believably awful. Where you're just like, I know it's, it's coming, but I it's just a, uh, it's a penis peel. Yeah, it's just it's it's just so painful looking. Where I'm just like, oh, I know this happens, but. I still don't feel good about it at all. It's terrible. Like, I mean, it's a great way to end a movie. I couldn't even imagine being in that theater and you're sitting there and all of a sudden you go like, well, let's go to the movies on Friday. And like, let's go check out pieces. And you go and you've never seen this movie and you get rocked with that ending at the end yeah. of your movie. And, and you're just like, your night is just ruined after that. Like you're done. Like it's just, that's it for you. That's You got to just pack up and go home. I mean, at that point you're just like, uh, what do you do after that? You know, do anything after that. That's it for you. Like, 
<laughs> they, so, they just set the tone for your whole night. It's cheaper to film in Madrid than it is in Boston. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So the budget of this film was $300,000 in 1982. Just four years earlier, Halloween was made in 1978 for roughly the same budget. So for an apples-to-apples apples comparison of movies made around the same time, I do think that this film stretched their budget further. However, Halloween is a su- far, far superior film. Oh, um, by a long shot. Yeah, absolutely. It's a better film by a long shot, but Pieces has as an as memorable effect on me as Halloween does. Yeah, um, Halloween's a better movie, but effects, I remember both of them very, very vividly. The practical effects in, in this are such a dominant aspect of the film and oh yeah yeah they 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 do wonderful with that and it's 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 gruesome all right well those are our three films this has been great man absolutely for sure you get to run down three totally different but random and never stop being effective films from the video store days (laughs) so like i said i had never even seen bad taste Oh man, yeah, I'm actually so a little jealous really of you for glad. seeing it for the first time. I think that's really cool because I've seen Bad Taste way more than anybody should, and um, I'm just excited that you got to see that. That this kind of triggered that, and you were able to go see it and uh, seek it out. You know what's funny is so when you picked this movie, I was like, "Is that the one that I always see?" And then when I searched for it, I was like, "It is this one." Yep, I think it is never, that one. I was like, I would have never like based on that cover. I would, I just would have never watched it. <laughs> And, and that's funny because based on the cover is why I couldn't wait to watch it. Well, as a kid, yeah, that makes total sense. But as like a grown man, I was You're like, like no, no, I don't no. have time for that. I don't it's like, know I don't wanna, what no. that is. I don't know. I don't want to do it. It's like, you're yeah. like, no, 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 I don't care for that. It, it, <laughs> and it's called Bad Taste. It was like, there's just nothing about this I, I really want to dive into except the Peter Jackson. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm really glad I watched it. It was really fun. It was it's a fun and, one. It's It's yeah. a good time. All right, Chris. It's been amazing, man. Yeah, this has yep. been great. Thank you so much Absolutely. for coming on, man. Honestly, we're been... honored, and like I said before, we feel privileged that uh, you gave us the honor of, you know, chatting with us tonight. Absolutely, it was a blast. You guys are awesome. I had a lot of fun just bullshitting movies and art with you guys, and had a really good time doing this. And hopefully, everybody who's listening will have the same enjoyment we did doing it. So, thanks for having me out. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and we'll have you back on. We'll uh, figure out another. Oh yeah, I definitely would love to. Matter. Yeah, once we get into some pumpkins, we'll uh, we'll do the fall seasonal pumpkin beer tour thing where we uh, all go over our pumpkins and see what we're watching. That'd oh, be fun. Shit, yeah, that'd be great. Sounds amazing. Well, thanks, buddy. For sure. Thank you, guys.